Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This show host, Super Champ Chuck. We back at it with another episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. We are now getting close to being two weeks away from the 2023 NFL Draft here in Kansas City, down at Union Station. But before we get into all that, I'd like to introduce everybody on the screen here. My guy, Curtis, on the left side of the screen, where I normally be at. Uh, but he got that spot <laughs> version for today, so we'll let him have it. Uh, and we bring back a, a great special guest here, uh, Ryan Tracy of RGR Football. He's back on Kingdom Cast. How you doing, sir? I'm hanging in. How are you guys been? Good, man. Hey, man. Good. Oh, it's a fun time of year, right? La last yeah. time you came through, you bumped our subscribers up tremendously. So we just praying for the same luck. <laughs> well, cheers. Everybody, you see this, go subscribe again, will you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ryan. I think we've been starting these draft shows off the same way. The draft is in Kansas City, Missouri. Have you have you fully wrapped your mind around it? Do you is it still real? Nope. Everybody Until, says the same thing. It's not real yet. Till I'm standing in front of the stage and I actually hear the booze when Goodell comes out, it's not gonna be real. <laughs> it's in Kansas City, man. It's it's really in Kansas City. It's the report is going around and it's going to bring over a hundred million dollars to the city, which is we we need every penny. We got some terrible highways, terrible potholes. Oh, Lord. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Mayor Quentin Lucas. You're doing a wonderful job, but a hundred dollars is really gone. Hundred million dollars. But okay, so we've been talking about um two weeks into the draft coverage. We've talked about the the major players, uh, Felix and Quinn Jefferson and uh, Zay Flowers. Yeah, Quinn Johnson. I wanted to discuss with you some some gems. Some let's look at this. I know everybody's looking at this guy, but let's look at this guy. I know you got a list of some of those guys. I got a few. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> remember them all is the problem this time of year for me right so right, right. I, I'm, I'm about 250 prospects in and now the names are starting to run together <laughs> gonna... What's up, jeremy? hey how you doing jeremy hey jeremy so I... so who, who who are some of the let's let's start let's go position then okay let's go wide receiver who's a guy i haven't heard his name a lot it's starting to creep up around but i like marvin mims Am I crazy for that? No, not at all. No. Nope. The thing about Marvin is just where, right? Uh, I don't have him as a first-round grade. But like, right. if you're getting squirrely, you know, at 63, certainly, I think you can go there. Can you move up a little bit if you want to? Sure. Especially if you get caught in a situation in the first that you're not happy with and you move back, you know, 50s, you could certainly go too, right? It's about usage. And I, I do think there's uh, some creative ways to use him. You know, Mahomes is down in Texas right now with, with everybody and his brother who's got a chance to make this roster right now. Why not keep adding that? Everybody's got a trait that I think the Chiefs can kind of tweeze a little bit more out of, right? So let's add him to the mix. I'm certainly with him there. Um, I, I do like him. I like Perry a lot. Um, a lot of folks are huge uh, on uh, Tillman out of Tennessee, and, and I do like him. I, I think Perry's got a little bit extra juice over the top, you know what I mean? And I'm looking for some of that. I, I know we've we've seen them win a championship with, you know, a, a group – and not a wide receiver, like no, like number one talent, right? So I'm looking to find that guy that maybe might be the number one talent because I think there'll be some opportunity 
in in the first round at a wide receiver, but I don't I only have two first round grades on wide receivers. And Clinton mm. isn't one of them. So he might even be there and they might go that direction. I might be unhappy. I've been unhappy before and I'll live, but I think there's going to be opportunity in the second and third at the wide receiver spot that maybe you can sell out to get that tackle or that edge that you want in the first. Yeah. And like I, I, I just watched an episode recently with um, you and Dan and you guys are doing Q and A and stuff. And I think I can't remember which one of y'all said they only got, you only got one receiver. Um, as a first round grade, and I think it was Jackson Smith and Jigba, and everybody was like a second round and below. Yeah, so, Dan's so. got one, I've got two, and Jordan Addison started really high for me, and he's slowly mm-hmm. ticked down because he's he, when you put all the comparisons, I think Jordan can do everything in this offense, and I think that's his advantage. I think that's why he deserves to be in the first round, especially in the read offense where you got to come and learn three positions all at once. I think Jordan's shown that he's got the mental capacity to do that. Was he as good with, with Williams at, at SC? I, I think you can argue he wasn't. Okay, fine. I, I think that's more about the quarterback-wide receiver connection than it is about the wide receiver not doing his job or anything like that. The Blitnikoff winner that was at Pitt, I still see him sometimes. And so I do feel that like he gets into this offense with this quarterback and this coach and guys that are hungry. Canarius Tony's got something to prove, right? MVS wants to keep a job. He's hungry too. Like I think that all helps. And I do think that Jordan asked if he were to, to, to drift all the way down to 31, that he could fit in this offense and bring something to it that is similar because he's, what, 5'11 and a half? So, like, he's right in that size range, right? But he's smooth, and he understands how to attack defenses, not just a defender, but attack defenses. And I think that's important when we talk about what the Chiefs offense has to go to. What's, what's the kid from uh, – Chuck, what's the kid from LSU who's hyped and then is hyped? Kind of just faded away completely. Boodle? Yeah, Kayshawn Boutte. What happened to him? Did, did Was it injuries? I, I, I don't watch a lot of college football. I'm just really curious. I, I know his uh, uh, pro day and all that was horrendous. <laughs> it, it's Why did he fall off the Chuck, you might have your own opinion. I, I, I want to hear what you said before I, I say something rude. Yeah, here's here's the thing with Kayshawn, right? Okay, after after the first year at LSU, right? He had he had a spectacular year. He put up numbers and all that, and then I think he got hurt. Um, coming back from injury, he just he just wasn't the same guy. And then he kind of had some issues with, you know, maybe the coaching staff or whatnot. Um, he wasn't putting in the effort like how he normally was. So he, he might have some character issues or whatnot. Uh, he had the physical traits, but. Yeah, he's he's pretty much a wild card in this draft class. It's a good, it's a good so, way to put him. Um, yeah. That's that's exactly what I said. Like he started reading his own press and decided he didn't have to do nothing anymore. Right? Like the, mm. the work fell off from what I've heard. It became more about hey, I'm I'm the guy. I deserve X, Y, and Z. And it's like you still got to exploit the defense and show why you're the guy. And that didn't happen for that staff. And that's always tough when you, when especially when you're in a program and then a new guy comes in, especially a guy who, who thinks he can talk with a southern accent and he can't. So I can understand not wanting to play that hard for that dude, but you know, whatever happens. Um, but I, I do think he still has potential. He's going to be a value pick now because he's going to go in the fourth or the fifth round, maybe. And now you bring him onto a roster where he's not the top dog and he got to fight for his spot. Maybe again, maybe that tiger comes back out. And I ran into a bunch of folks. A huge family of folks, Tiger fans, the other day, and they're they're all about the Chiefs, and I I enjoyed that because I do like the fit. 
before all the trouble, like just his play on the field, I thought that he could come in and play a position that helps like with a thick body that can play inside of the slot. Sounds a lot like Juju, right? So like if he can put it back together, I can get down with that. You know, we love some LSU boys. I don't blame you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She said, how many times have you dipped into the LSU well? We've dipped into that well a lot. Defensively and offensively, we've dipped into there. Shout out to Dwayne Bowe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And um, I just want to, I just want to ask you this, Ryan. Speaking of LSU guys, okay, this was a question I ran across on the timeline. Yeah, shout out to you, Brent. Appreciate it. This is a question I ran across on the timeline earlier today. Um, this is from my guy, Braden Turner. Um, Braden, if you're watching this, I'm not trying to steal your question. That was a great question. So, Ryan, throughout your time, you know, covering the draft, you know, looking at these prospects throughout the years and stuff, uh, what's the one draft pick you were sold on with the Chiefs that didn't quite pan out? The draft pick that I thought was going to be the player and wasn't. Mm. That's a good one. I'm usually a pessimist, so usually guys outplay what I think. They, um, <laughs> um, let's see. Who was the kid, the big receiver from Pitt, John? Um, oh, yeah, John Baldwin. I thought John Baldwin Baldwin's. was going to be solid. I didn't Man. think he was going to be all world, but I thought he had the mm-hmm. tools, and I thought he was going to put it together. I, I was clearly wrong. Oh, can I volunteer Glenn Dorsey? I thought, I thought Glenn Man. Dorsey was going to be nice. Speaking of LSU Tigers. I was disappointed. <laughs> In fact, I got a video of my kids were little, right? And so, like, so I got girls, and we've watched the draft, the first round selection for the Chiefs every year together as they've been growing up. And I'm holding these two babies as they're making that selection, and I'm going from smiling to, you did what? And that was literally my reaction to the Clinton <laughs> And it will always be in the family photo album, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, they had a report about uh, uh, the Cardinals, uh, Robert Indonici. What, what was his name? Indici. I, I can't. I ain't gonna even try to pronounce his name. Who was heavily mocked to the Chiefs that year, and then the owner came out and said he doesn't love football. Which is, I'm like, he, then he wasn't looked at by the Chiefs if he doesn't love football. If you don't love football, you're off their draft board, in my opinion. I. I I, I think you're off their draft board if you do not love football. Um, we talked we talked about with Dan that uh, there's not necessarily a, a concrete formula, but Brett Beach does love. If you participated in a senior bowl, then I think you're you, you got eyes on you, and I think if you're a small small school kid, uh, HBCUs, uh, smaller schools, I think you're on the uh, on the board too. Any, any, any of those? I don't. He had blue lips. It just threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> any, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Any, any, any guys that fit that criteria that you that you would be interested in? Yeah, I mean, there's always some some out there. Um, I have trouble right now just because most of those picks, even the Tyreek pick, caught me off guard. The Chiefs generally select at least one guy that I haven't watched every year. As much work as I do, I never do enough work to keep up with them. So that's kind of what I'm waiting for. I got lucky because I had watched Josh Williams last year before. Um, it's I guess it's not a small school, but it's not a football school. I think the Princeton wide receiver might be a guy I think 
might be able to mold into something they can use. So if I had to pick one, that's probably it. But you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, go ahead, Coach. You're my phone. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Uh, uh, okay. All right. So, all right. So since we're talking about wide receivers, right, um, you, I'm sure you heard the news about Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Baltimore Ravens, right? Okay. So you see the numbers. He's, he can get up to $18 million, but he got $15 million guaranteed. His cap is only $1 million. All right, so does this affect anything as far as the Chiefs acquiring DeAndre Hopkins, or you more so like they're not even going to touch on that? They're going to go into the draft and try to build that way? I th- don't think it has anything to do with D-Hop at all. I think D-Hop and OBJ are completely different players. And I will tell you this. I think what that deal tells you is that Unlike, like, like you're saying, country, the Chiefs have things that they want. They're looking for guys that want to fit into this team and fit into this culture. I'm not sure that was ever OBJ. So that contract tells me OBJ is looking for OBJ. The fact that they don't have a quarterback that wants to come to the office right now in Baltimore and he's still willing to go sign there tells me that it's the paycheck that he's looking for, not the ring. And so I think the opposite is, is the case with D-Hop. I think he's put in his time on bad teams year after year after year and they cut him loose, and he's going to be able to decide where he goes to chase that ring. And I think that's going to be uh, not only a good thing for him because I think he deserves it, but I think it's also going to be a short list that the Chiefs are on. Yeah, and the Chiefs how are many, on the short list last time I checked. So, how many how many uh, spots do you think it is at the wide receiver in the wide receiver room as currently constructed? How many spots, actual spots, do you think are open? It's that's a great question. I know the top three are gone, and I have you, Ryan. Hey, this is this is why you're in charge, man. I tell you, I think there's probably three up for grabs right now. I do mm. think they're encouraged by some of their their free agent signings. I think uh, uh, Smith Marset is is really interesting player. Uh, I think it's about adaptation, right? There are a couple of guys. I, I don't think that MVS and, and Mahomes' chemistry on field last year showed us that they were like super clicking right like they had some chemistry but it wasn't excellent right whereas justin watson come in i didn't even think he was going to make the roster because of what i've seen in tampa bay but it clicked more for him at least it seemed to to me so i think right now it's kind of wide open what's going on in texas right now if justin ross is actually healthy which has been my only concern about him the entire time is can he be and stay healthy those guys are clicking Maybe one of those guys can take four. Maybe they can take five. Maybe there's only one spot for a draft pick on that wide receiver group, and we just don't know yet because it's just Patrick down in the Texas Heat trying to figure it out right now. Yeah, I remember last time you was on our show, you had mentioned that you had a first-round grade on Justin Ross, you know, before the injuries and whatnot. Yep. So who's my wide receiver one for two years, and Mm. he just didn't come out either of those years, and then he got hurt, and that's – that's the saddest part of the story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to I want to go to uh, I want to go to the trenches now. So I want to ask you about Bray Freeland. Uh, he's a BYU guy, you know Andy Reid. He loves BYU guys. So I know he's know he's athletic, uh, he's agile. Um, so I mean, what do you think of Bray Freeland? Bray Freeland is is that a high possible draft pick for the Chiefs? Since he kind of fits that Andy Reid mode. Yeah, he definitely fits the Andy Reid mold. He's got the right logo on his chest on the college film, so Andy will like him. Right. Um, high pick? No, he's not. He's not a first rounder, and I don't think that there's any way I've been oh, wrong. First on rounder? Some... No, no, no. First okay. rounder? No. I'm not talking like that. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> definitely, 
third tierish. Yes, I think he could be somebody on day two. I, I don't know. He could go 63, maybe. I, I think he's a little lower that. At least he is on my board. They might have him higher. But certainly there's going to be an opportunity for him. Um, and honestly, he fits a lot of it. it. And I don't know what you guys think, but the Juwan Taylor signing tells me that the experiment of power-based blocking tackles is over. And we're going back to guys that can move again. And I think Break Freeland actually reminds me of Fish because he's got some mm. upper body strength issues. He's got to get stronger, but he moves really well. He plays a little bit out of balance at times. But if he can get a little bit more power in his, his posterior hamstrings and butt, like he's going to be a guy that can sustain a little bit more bull rush and not get off balance. And I do think he's a guy that Andy Heck in particular is going to look at and say, hey, I can make him into what I need him to be for us. So I do think he is definitely on the radar. On your mock draft, you went with Dewan James. Um, was that a difficult decision or was he the best? Was he best available? That was not my mock draft. That's Matt Derrick's over on Chiefs Digest. You guys can go uh -huh. check that out. And Matt goes through it because I won't draft Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones <laughs> is Orlando Brown in a right tackle, and I ain't doing it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, no way, that's his mind, Jack. Because I just, I, I could have swore I heard uh, Ryan say that he's not high on Dewan Jones. No, no. Okay, maybe I read the tweet wrong. I thought I, I thought. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I tweeted out because Matt and I work together, and so sometimes it'll look like it's, it's tweeting the article. Yeah, okay. I didn't write. Okay. It. I was, I was like, I swear I saw that right. So, uh, oh, you're out on Dewan James, or what is his name, Dewan Jones? Jones. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, meaning in the first round, yeah, I'm out on him. If he if he mm -hmm. slips and falls, he he he's got great power, he's got great length, he can withstand anybody's bull rush. I don't care if it's Bosa or anybody else, he can withstand that. But he can't move his feet any better than Orlando can, and that's what mm -hmm. I'm just checked out on. And I think the Chiefs might be too because of the Juwan move. Did yeah, you see Juwan Taylor's uh, uh, workout video today? I did not. He got some nice feet. They're quick. <laughs> it's funny. You go back and you look at his uh, draft write-up I did before he came out. I said the, the guy's got a lot of experience at the right-hand side, but he's got the feet and lower body extremities that he can move, extend, and play on the left-hand side. And now he's finally going to get that opportunity if it works out right. Okay, so okay. we got a question about Roger Jones. What do you think about him? I don't know. John must be logging in to somebody else because Broder Jones is my guy. Like, I've been pushing for him all offseason. And mm. it goes all the way back to, what was it, the first game, Oregon? They smashed dudes. And that's, I'm, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of waiting for it to happen. And I want a dude that doesn't know any better. Broderick has some 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 holes. He's got he's got to work on some things. Balancing in particular is one. Making sure that he can set his anchor a little bit quicker um, because he is a good athlete, but he he's a little slow to, to understand when he is in trouble. At least from the film that I've seen. So he's got some things to work on. But dude, he will finish you. And I want that kind of that anger combined with the athleticism. I think he's got the highest ceiling of a tackle in this entire class. He's not the highest floor. I think Paris is a little bit more polished right now, and Skaronsky is certainly the most knowledgeable and agile tackle in this class in terms of understanding what he's got to do to get that rep won. But I think Broderick has the highest upside. He got so a little Trey Smith in him, huh? What's that? He got a little Trey Smith in him, huh? Yeah, and I'll take it all day long and twice on right. Sunday. Yeah, so where you at on Broderick Jones? Like, I mean, where you have – do you have, like, top three or – He's my tackle one. Okay. Mm. 
period, because I have Skronsky listed as a guard. I think he'll be better inside. So take that away. And I'll take Broderick uh, and his holes over Paris's uh, inability really to, to deal with a lot of power, which I think he's going to get in the, in the league. So they're different players and they're very close in terms of grade for me. Um, I had basically they're less than a 10th on an eight point scale, but I do have Roderick as a tackle one. Okay. So like, what are some under the radar guys for you in the trenches on the offensive line? Somebody that sure. could be a possible fit here in Kansas city. For some I, like, I like both the other guys that play opposite of, uh, Anton Harrison and Harrison's a, an option. He's my fifth tackle. Um, so mm. if the run goes, he could be there at 31. Uh, he's been very popular in mocks. I don't think the league is as high on him as media is. So he could be there at 31. But Wanya Morris plays opposite him on the right hand side. And I think he's got a lot of talent as well. Warren McClendon plays opposite Broderick Jones. So two right tackles that I think have enough mix and enough footwork that they could be. Maybe a year out. They're not instant starters, but I think that they could develop into them. I like both those guys. Bergeron's a little tough for me because I think he could be better at guard as well, which if we're getting serious about that, Joe Tooney's getting a year older. Like They come back in the third and they want to prepare for the future. Um, I don't know if Darren Kennard's going to stick at guard. I think that's where he belongs, but I'm not sure he's got the mentality for it, so we're going to have to see, right? And so we're talking about Allegretti getting older and the other interior backups getting older. Maybe you want to invest on another interior player you think can grow into a starter. So he could be a guy. Um, who else? There's there's lots of tackles. I, I did. I think I did 24 tackles. Um, mm. I love Darnell Wright. I'm just going to tell you. He's a oh, nice yeah. mixture. He's not as mm -hmm. athletic as Broderick or Paris, right? but he's got way better feet than Dwan at nearly the same size and reach. And I love that about him. I think he can play on the other side if he really had to as well. So you could always go that direction. Who's my other guy? There's one more that I'm not remembering right now. It's where did he go? Oh, you mentioned Freeland. I'm glad it's Braden Daniels, um, the Utah tackle, who's very, very athletic, has a great reach as well. He needs time. Uh, and quite frankly, he needs to get stronger as well. But I think he could be a third round, maybe even a fourth round, fifth round pick that could come in and be uh, what maybe everyone hoped Prince Tegonaga could turn into. I think he has the ability to get there. Okay. I'm going to ask you about the future. Uh, since you did mention the future, you just mentioned uh, Darren Kennard. And you say he may not have the mentality to, to take over at right guard in the future. Let's just say like, if we're unable to retain Trey Smith, because I mean, we do got a lot of good young guys and there are just tough decisions that have to be made and everything. So if we run into that situation where we might not be able to keep Trey Smith once his rookie contract is up, um, you're, you're not, you're not that sold on Kennard to, you know, take over per se. Or just I can't be yet. I give him credit. I think he's done a good job getting in better shape from what we saw uh, at the Super Bowl. It looks like he's, he's lost some good weight. Uh, some bad weight and put on some good weight. Um, but the key for Darian, much like it is for Dwan Jones in this draft, is his feet. He's got to improve his feet. Trey improved his feet when he got here. And I think that's the big deal. Um, I think what you get there is it's it's about want to, and it's about giving up on being a tackle and understanding it's a different skill set inside in the phone booth. You got to be quicker off your initial go. It's not just getting depth. You're not kick stepping back to oblivion, right? Like you got to come with power. You got to be able to step down. You got to be able to reach. And that's a different skill set. And I think it's something he can grow into, 
but because we haven't seen him on the field, we just don't know yet. So I'm hoping he's like one of those sophomore sensations, right? That he's been working his butt off in the background and he shows up at, at camp and just starts blowing guys up. And I, I think that'd be a great thing to see. Yeah. And he, he, he also looked like he also looked like he got that mentality that last year probably pissed him off. And and I like that. Yeah, I, I think too. he got that in his head. So he's probably gonna think about that rookie year for the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah. And to answer your question, John, yes, of course. <laughs> there's Kyle, they were Kyle's teammates. So yeah, definitely. I and so. honestly, they play with power and they play with length and they play together pretty well. So uh yeah. I, I I like that connection. I think it's underrated in the league because everybody's so busy scouting all over the place. I do like that synergy of, of having guys who play together in the past come back. I'm gonna be really interested to see what this does with uh Richie coming in and playing with Kadarius like they both left the Giants organization and I wonder if if that can like become more than it seems like on its surface okay so where do you have a Richie Richie James anyway like um is he going to get a little bit of a more of a role than just special teams or just or is he just a special teams guy right now just based on this current receiving core right now I mean right now given that they don't have much outside the top three I think he's in the mix I think what's going on right now in getting used to Mahomes, he's got traits that if you can exploit them consistently, he can be a guy that gets reps on offense every week. It's just about how well he places himself and makes himself available in the route to Patrick Mahomes. At the end of the day, it's all about what you do for 15. And I, I think he, is, as well as anybody else, can make that happen. Yeah, for sure. And his last name, James, so we got to be like cousins or somewhere, something down the line. <laughs> Somewhere. Of course. Look, I don't have to personalize my jersey anymore. I hope he picks a good number. <laughs> um, Zero. I am. I am a. I am a King Felix guy. That's my guy right now. Uh, I also was a George Pickens guy, and they they passed him twice and and really hurt my heart. So if Felix is not there, or if he is there, we pass him. Can can you? Sign me somebody else that'll make me feel just as good as Felix will make me feel. At edge? At edge, yes, yeah. sir. At edge. I mean, there's a couple of guys. Um, I like Felix a lot, too, and, and he is not easy to replace. So that that's a fair point. And I will tell you this, just that's so you can feel – you can just feel a little bit better about this going in. Uh, Felix and George are very, very different people from what I understand. George has – what you might say is an attitude going. And from what I understand, Felix is a team first guy. And that's why he played inside so much this last year and did the best that he could when he really belongs as a, as a six or all the way out to a nine, really, where I think he can get a run at a tackle. I think that's his best option to use his leverage and that kind of, of ways to attack. I do think Derek Hall's a decent player. Um, I think he plays with more power than say uh, Will McDonald does. Uh, everybody wants to get the chiefs with Will McDonald lately. And I, he feels like a three, four outside linebacker to me and it isn't a fit for this system as well. That said, Nolan Smith seems to be falling down the charts. I don't know why, but it's a, he's a three, four base guy. Like he really should be a stand up three, four outside linebacker. Right. But he can rush out of any position and it's up to Joe Cullen to make the change. Right. I think we could see the Chiefs try to, to hybridize their defense a little bit more, be a little less predictable, and take a stuff back. And Mac will tell you about how he feels. I know he will. There's, there's guys that you think can play in a system, and then there's guys you think you can make a system. 
And I think Nolan is a guy that you can put outside and maybe you have to stack him. Maybe you got to protect him with a shifted tackle and, and play over so that he's a little bit freer, but he can make that pass rush. He's got enough bend that he can do things that we haven't seen in Kansas City for a very long time, something that I've been pining for. He's not going to be Von Miller. I'm not trying to say that, but he's got more than just bash the outside shoulder until the tackle collapses, which is what we've seen basically since Tomba went away. And I'm not bashing Spag's system. He uses power tackles for a reason. Let's him, you know, and I call them tackles because they're not really edges because they don't go around anything. That's okay. But I would like to see the round the top combined with Chris Jones so that there's nowhere for the quarterbacks to go. That's what I'm looking for. That's interesting because, uh, like, that's interesting because, like, um, I was in a space yesterday and Sean Smith was in it and he kind of has the same questions in regards to Spag's scheme. Like, he's not quite, quite a fan of it, but mm. at the same time, he kind of understands what Spag's doing, but he would like just to see just a little more, like you just mentioned. Um, but it, it's interesting how you mentioned how Noah Smith has slid, slid, has slid down, um, I guess, like, Moxer ranks in the defensive end class. So I'm going to assume that teams may, might be concerned about their shoulder. Is that a possibility? I don't think so. I think this is all media and fan-based mocks. I, the teams have him wherever they had him from the beginning. They, don't, they couldn't care less. The fact that he's not going back to Indy for a recheck means that his shoulder has been cleared. Um, and unlike uh, who's their linebacker last year um, that had to go back and, and had some lingering issues that were going to take him into the season, I don't think there's any question about Nolan being ready to go by camp. So okay. it's a, uh, I don't know if it's a, a mock thing, but Miles Murphy is kind of sliding down too. Is that is that concerning or not concerning to me? I like him in Kansas City, to tell you the truth. And what what I hear about that one is that that's actually real. That maybe media, everybody outside organizations, had him way higher than than we ever thought, right? And that really he really was a twenties kind of guy. He's somebody that I think he gets to like twenty three. The Chiefs might want to pull the trigger there because he is a Spags guy. He's got some explosiveness to him. He doesn't show it consistently. I would like to see that twitch more often from him. But he can play the power edge exactly how Spags want to. He's got good length. He'd always like it a little bit longer. You know, he's not a 36-inch arm guy. But he's got plenty, and he can do the job. And I do like the fact that that program that he comes from has been really high over the last five years and has come really far down. It makes me feel like he's hungry. Him and Brian have been running that defense for a while. I know they got a decent linebacker as well, but it's not what it used to be. And I think you put him in an environment next to Chris Jones to see how it's professional level. I think he grows into it. I think he becomes a guy that you can rely on. Yeah, and uh, I want to get to the comments here. I know uh, I know Reggie asked about the guy from Georgia Tech. So his name is Keon White. I yep. guess this is who he's asking about. So, I mean, what do you think about Keon White? Because I know he's his athleticism – I know his athleticism is uh, pretty good. It is. Where where do you end up in the Matrix? Uh, Matrix, he is number two on the D-line uh, for the edges. I'm sorry. I like him better as a D-tackle, though. Um, I think, honestly, if they were going to – if Spags had retired and Joe Collins was going to run this place, they'd go to a 3-4, and he'd be a great five-tech. I feel the same way about Lucas Van Ness, by the way. Both of them I like in the Chiefs system because I think they can do a little bit of everything. Like we've seen Mike Dana, right, where Mike plays in at, at three-tech and go, go all the way out to the edge if he needs to. I like them both. Um, I just don't know about Keon in terms of does playing him inside take too much away from his athleticism? I like him there, but I think some teams are going to want to leave him out on the edge because he's got enough athleticism that you don't want to like bottle him up. 
But in this case, in Kansas City, that's where Chris Jones plays. So he'd probably most likely either play that at opposite three or he'd play outside of him. And I just don't know if they're willing to make that investment in the first round. If he were to last a 63, I could see it pretty easily. I just don't think that he'll go that late. Okay. So you see the upside in him more at the defensive tackle spot. That's where he'll get the best of his ability if he moves to so. D-tackle. I think Chris Johnson is going to be playing pissed off again. Uh, I don't know why, but him tweeting out he wants to be MVP, that's going to – for a defensive guy to even be in that conversation is going to take his historical season. So if he's going in with that mindset, you can put Ryan Tracy next to him and it's going to <laughs> no, benefit. I think Chris Johnson is going to be man. a beast this year. Um, <laughs> I like it, though, because it's the last thing that they can say, you're not Aaron Dong, right? Right. That's, and that's like, significant. And Chris coming at that with that mentality, it's like, look, if he's coming with that mentality, I don't see how the Chiefs don't repeat this year if he's coming with that mentality. And as far as the MVP race goes, I mean, Aaron Donald got close before. J.J. Watt got close before. But, you know, this is such a quarterback-heavy league where it's, it's going to be pretty tough to win MVP. But, you know, he was in the range yeah, that's of the third year. That's what I'm implying. The deck is stacked against them to be an MVP. And and you might be fighting the guy across the locker room from you (laughs) most of the time. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if he's coming with that mindset and he's working and every time he's done a tweet, we'll be back. We'll be here next year. It's it's come to fruition. That's a hard ass for MVP, but he brings it. And he brings that argument. He brings that I want to be defensive player of the year. He brought it to the field last year. I just Period. hope he doesn't try to go to like the no look sacks. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have you don't have to try <laughs> no to be Mahomes. Just go get him. <laughs> All right, so speaking, speaking of Mahomes, man. Speaking of Mahomes, Carson Palmer, he's insane with his bias, right? I mean, he's a Bengal. Right? He has to say <laughs> that, bro. He so, has to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to admit I played for the Cardinals either. I mean, that's okay. Just back your guy and roll with it. Yeah, that's where I got from. I'm like, he played for the Bengals, so he's going to say Joe Burrow, but it's insane. I mean, come on. But I get and the, it. And the evidence he uses that uh, he he takes less sacks, that's not actually accurate. And, right. And, uh, <laughs> I saw that too. I'm like, uh, come on, man. Nah. Just say you're a Bengal. Just be, get it over with. It's, it's great. We'll we'll respect that. Nobody would even raise an eyebrow if you said, hey, I'm riding with the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Um, We've been asking our guys again, what was your favorite pick from last year? Oh, I mean, I I would – Trent was high on my list going in. I had him as the number 11 prospect. So Hmm. I was was not only thrilled that he fell, but for them to actually see what I saw and want him enough to go get him, that was by far – you know, vindication for me wanting to see that too. So, yeah, easily my favorite pick. It's, everybody has a different answer. Nobody's yeah. had the same answer. That's, oh, that's good. That's, that means it was a great draft, right? That's damn good class, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so at the time, Trent, but afterwards, after the season, still Trent or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's going to be the anchor, right? Like, hopefully they get Legereus extended, but he's going to be the anchor. Um, plus we the, plus we stole them from Buffalo, so that just, that just makes, <laughs> just makes that's better, another right? pick we stole from Buffalo. <laughs> Crazy. 
Hey, Buffalo brought in uh, Dexter, the kid I like from Florida, the defensive tackle. So maybe we'll steal him too. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been high on Dexter, man. I'm like, listen, Dexter, get, if Dexter come here, he can get coached up. He can get some rid of those, some of those uh, flaws he has in his game if he under uh, Joe Cohen's coaching. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and with Chris, I mean, who better to learn from? Mm-hmm. Right. A motivated Chris? Scary hours. Yes, yeah. sounds scary. <laughs> Are we going to be actually? Are we going to be actually celebrating our defense a lot more next season? I hope so. I mean, everybody's gotten their turn in a rebuild, right? O-line, wide receivers, corners now, right? Mm-hmm. Defense doesn't work unless you got you got two opposing forces to push on, right? So you got to have that front to give them time now that they're fighting to give you time to get home, right? So it's a back and forth and a back and forth. I yes, think sir. that year two for the three rookie corners, I think is going to be a step forward that not only helps them, but helps the front get home. I think that's going to be the big difference. Yeah, but I, I believe I believe that Trey McDuffie and Joshua Williams are gonna look much better in their new numbers too. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. So, yeah. And by the way, and by the way, we have yet to win a Super Bowl with a top ten defense, by the way. Yeah, well, someday. So <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I can't I can't let you leave without our, our other co host Boogie. He's he's a I'll believe it when I see it and, and then it then it resets back to zero. So He's not as high on the corners room as we are. Okay. Do you think they need to add something to that corner room, or do you think it's kind of set? If they resign Sneed, in my opinion, it's set. But Sneed's let's say something happens. What? Sneed's the linchpin, and here's the thing, and this is what people are scared of, and they keep asking me, what happens if all the edges and the tackles and the wide receivers are gone and you're sitting at 31 you don't know what to do? They might take a quarter. Ooh. And if they do, that means that Legarius is going to get paid so much that they're not sure that they can match. And that's what I'm nervous about. Because you're right. If, if Legarius is extended, he's there, you are set for a very, very long time. And I am confident in it, right? Now, that's not to say you can't add anyway, right? Because if you were to get a legit, like, super sudden, quicker nickel, that lets Legarius go play back outside, and now Josh and Jalen are your backups. I mean, we're on fire, folks. They can go spread all day long; it don't matter. Yeah, and I want to mention that Jalen Watson was a seventh round pick. I want to mention. I want. I just want to mention how the Chiefs just—they just killed the seventh round. Like you rarely see that from an NFL team. They just killed the seventh round. Multiple hey. picks. And Brett Veach was walking around with his shirt off all draft, all three drafts. Was he like Conor McGregor and just did that little walk? Just, watch what I'm about to do. Oh, hold knocked, my no, beer. no, no, Ryan. Who, who has knocked the draft out? He knocked it out the park yeah. last year. Two years. The last two years. Can he do it again? Yeah. Because he's not alone. We we always give him the credit that he deserves in, in good form, right? But Pat Perduto's out there. He's been with this organization for a long time. Um, when I was down at the Senior Bowl, the whole Chiefs contingency was there. A lot of young scouts, right? They need to learn, right? Trey Cozio left, went with Ryan Poles, two, two guys in the front office that left. Ryan Nutt's there. Pat Perduto's there. You got a lot 
of area scouts that have been with the team too. They all have to put in that work to get Veach the information he needs to make decisions, right? So as much as, as Veach needs the credit, so does everybody else. And like they yeah. got some they got some young scouts, I'm telling you. I saw at least two guys on this staff that I don't know, and they might be under 25. Like, mm. so, so they're bringing them up young too and learning the system. So it is a full system now that is going out and it's scouting and, and evaluating the Chiefs way now. And I think that's why we have a chance to see this not only go on for another championship, but another and another and another. It all goes back to Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, I'm going to ask you this since Country did mention Brett Veach. Okay, so Brett Veach, ever since the first draft where it was pretty much a whiff, he's learned from that. He's gotten much better since then, right? Um, Are Chiefs fans – but yet there's still some Chiefs fans that aren't quite satisfied. They still want to hold on to John Dorsey just a little bit. It's like, well, Brett Veach technically won with John Dorsey's guys. I'm like, yeah, there's still some of his guys here, but y'all ain't like Brett Veach ain't helped build the rest of the roster i mean he's done his job so like are chiefs fans are they just holding on to john dorsey just a little too much at this point i mean you could make that argument veach found mahomes pushed mahomes to andy yes dorsey had to pull the the deal together right like dorsey had to do the work he deserves some credit there too and i think especially um and I'm I'm not gonna tell y'all how old I am, but of people of my generation, let's say it that way, <laughs> have a tendency to to like those guys, right? And so, like, Beach is a young dude, and I think some people might have a little problem like trusting in that. But I think you made a very good point. He had some problems early, and the big thing that I take away in watching this organization, and he, Mike Borgonzi, doesn't get enough credit either. Uh, he's been right there with Brett Beach the whole time. They learn from their mistakes. And all these things that we see all the time, like these last wide receiver signings, right, is so that they don't have to go out and get a wide receiver talent, right? They're covering their bases because they learned from having to go get Breland Speaks. They learned from having to go get McColl because they're panicked about Tyreek, right? It's being pushed into a corner where you have to do something that makes mistakes happen. And so now by covering all their bases, I think they've learned from their own mistakes, how to really avoid that and take the best guys that you can do something with. That's the evolution of, of an executive and a whole organization. So, Ryan, I'm going to ask you this. You're the GM. You're Brett Veach. You're in the war room. 2023 NFL draft. Got the 31st pick. What you doing with it? You trading up? You staying there? And if so, like, who are you getting? Who if you it's got? me. If it's me, I'm working the phones until I get a deal that I can live with. I don't know what that looks like. I personally wouldn't want to give up my second this year. So I need to get to a place. Maybe it's an upper 20. I don't think you can get in the teens for just a third and and maybe a fifth, something like that, which I'm more than happy to do. Um, But you can get to 23 probably. You can do something like that. And I'm putting myself in position to take one of the top tackles or one of the top edges or one of my two wide receivers. That's it. There's the only three positions that I'm interested in because there's talent elsewhere. The corners are deep. The tight ends are deep. Interior offensive line you can get way later. You don't have to do that. The Chiefs have, of the top five positions on a football team, Chief needs new starters at three of them. Go sell out and get your guy. I don't care who it is. If you believe, go get them. That's what I would do.
could they trail the first round? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's possible, but I kind of want to stay in the first round. And plus, the drafts are Kansas City, so I can't see them trading out the first round. Yeah, we can't pull a Vegas, Reginald. We can't pull a Vegas. We can't. I got to tell you, that's an interesting point, and I I understand, and I do agree. I don't think Brett Veach cares. If there's nobody there worth taking and he gets a deal, he's gone. I, I also agree with that, too. I mentioned I, um, and and Dan Dan mentioned on your last episode how uh, this could be a problem for the Chiefs at thirty one because he mentioned how there's certain positions where they could be off the board and then there's like a position where you may be like okay um, you may just have to trade up you know what I mean because I think he mentioned like edge or tackles I think he mentioned those two positions mm-hmm. to where those positions could go by quick and the receivers would just be left on the board so yeah. I, I have I have two grades in the first round for wide receivers. I have five first round tackles. I think I have five first round edges. It's not a lot, man. I and mean, that's twelve picks. If they all go, you're staring at yourself. Maybe you got maybe you got a tight end on the board. Maybe you got a corner on the board. I personally think the next place that I go is probably defensive tackle because I think there's a lot of interesting guys there. But that said, we talked about Keon before. I have him at tackle. I have Lucas Van Ess at tackle. I think those are their best spots. So I'm including them there, right? I do think Lucas Van Ness is a first-round player. I just don't think he's a top 15 player, top 10 player. I think he belongs in the 20s somewhere because, I mean, let's be real. Kid doesn't have that much experience. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing yet. But he's got power that you just can't buy. He Steve Spagnuolo loves this dude. I'm telling you right now. If he's stomping on a table right now doing a river dance, it's for Lucas Van Ness. I'm 100% sure of that. But yeah. there's 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 volume there, and this is going to be especially in the second day. There's going to be a lot of those like small guys go right, like Tommy Edouard is going to go. Um, I think Carl Brooks will probably go either late day two or early day three, right? Um, Clyde Cassie isn't a first rounder on my board. Maybe somebody pulls a trigger there, but I think he's more likely to go in the fifty to thirty two range, top half of the second. So there's defensive tackle possibilities if everything else gets picked clean. I just don't know what the league's going to do. They might fall in love with 17 quarterbacks. I hope Hennon Hooker gets up in there. Uh, I'm pulling for him because that knocks everybody else I want down. More quarterbacks. I'm, I'm going for five. We need <laughs> nice. five to go. <laughs> More quarterbacks benefits us. Um, Ryan Tracy, man, you are a, a pioneer in this business. I tweeted earlier this week that I look towards you and BJ as not competition or because we're not there yet. I look at you as inspiration to get better, to grind, to put in the work. And and we really appreciate you. If you are not aware of Ryan Tracy, where have you been? But follow him, follow Dan. He got a great team around him. Seth is still Seth is still on the kit channel, right? I need to oh yeah. Need to talk to you. Call me Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we but brought in you, Gary McKenzie from AP too. So like we we've got kind of got the whole group back together a little bit. So I, I appreciate oh, you saying that. And, and you guys are doing a great job and we'll keep you growing and whatever I can do to yes, help sir. for. You appreciate are Godfather and, and, and your word is gospel in this town. And and we respect you. We look up to you. You inspire us, man. We thank you. Really yeah. for 
all the amount of time and i know you're busy i know you're on a media run so yeah right we'll god bless you man now. have fun <laughs> i hope to see you at the draft i will buy you a stout or whatever you i'll buy you a beer <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> thank you guys for having me I, I really do appreciate it and uh think of me you know at 2 a.m when you get up or something i'll still be looking at draft prospects <laughs> oh yeah for sure when right? do you start <laughs> when do you start on next year uh day after the draft I, that's what I'm saying, man. Who else would that's, do that? That's a dedication. That's a dedication, man. He's Honestly, insane, you, you can't man. do it any other way. Or you're just behind from the get-go, you know? Wow. I hear you. <laughs> and by the way, nice hat, man. That's, a, that's my home. It is logo, a nice right? hat. Yeah, that's my guy. You can logo, find yeah. it over on the uh, RGR gear store. It's fun. I don't draw very well, but it turned out all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you did fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is the that is the pass in Seattle to Sharkandrick West. <laughs> it's it's little, about six yeah, yeah. different images, yeah, that I kind of like traced and put together and that kind of stuff. It's crazy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. I appreciate you appreciate guys. Take you, care. Ryan. No doubt. Man. Right, you too, man. See you. The great Ryan Tracy, man. The great, great Ryan, Ryan Tracy. Tracy. Catch my life on cheese, life on cheese, RGR football, all that good stuff. That's where you'll find a man on YouTube. So, yeah, as you see, Lindy's Lindy's always interrupting the show. He always want to get in on the show. You know, Every time with, with the biggest <laughs> guest. Hey, bro, chill. Okay. <laughs> so, so country man, we getting pretty close, dude. We getting pretty close, man. So, and we got. It's some still not real yet, out, bro. bro. It's still it's still not real yet. Uh, but we getting there. I, I, I oh, think it would boy. hit. I think it would hit once we once we actually there. Once we're actually there, I think it will. It will really hit right then. And I there. think when the pictures of with the stage and all this start coming out and and what they building down there, I think when that hits, that's that's when it's gonna be real, man. So have we always went to playoffs? Boy, yeah, we've been to the playoffs. Lord have yeah, mercy. And I, and, and I heard and I heard that security got it. Uh, pretty tight down there now since they try and get the stage together and everything. So I'm interested to see how it looks at the end of the day. It look it's gonna look pretty dope, man. So and also I want to shout out my cousin Jayon Smith, Chef Jay. Um he he's gonna be down there cooking up um right in the I guess in the fan area. He's gonna be in the fan experience I believe. So his company sauce they're going to be part of the little food vendors going on down there to dress. So, shout out to my cousin, man. Big deal for him. So, congratulations to you, man. Yeah, shout out to Chef Jay, man. I seen that. Uh, that's dope, man. Uh, he's a good cook, too. Sauce. Mm -hmm. Sauce restaurant. Yep. Sauce. Down there. Uh, where's he at? He he got a he got a permanent stand or? Yeah. He just do pop-ups. No, nah, it's permanent stand. It's like, it's this downtown. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact location, but I'll, okay. I'll have that for you. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, do the sponsors, bro. All right, yeah, let's get yeah, let's go on, get that out the way. Get up out of here, man. So, as you guys see, as you guys can see here, got the NBA playoffs going on right now. Um, Atlanta's beating the hell out of Miami currently. Uh, we'll see if Miami comes back, but Hamish uh, got the NBA on fire collection going on right now. And they also had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collection going on right now. And then uh, and then everybody knows, you know, the Lakers, they play 
after this game. So there's that. Um, got the logo collection. Still got time to get you some new gear for the draft. Uh, you want to hit that up. Um, you also got the MLB virtual helmets collection still going on. It's MLB season. Uh, just went on the way not so long ago. So we got that. And right now, their current special day is buy one, get one, 40% off site-wide. So, and you also got free, a free gift on orders of $125 or more. So, copy some gear and pay homage. Pay homage. <laughs> Jay was on Hell's Kitchen. Was he on Hell's Kitchen or was there somebody else? Yeah, yeah, he was on Hell's Kitchen. It it, it was short-lived. But, you know, he, he told me the background story about that. And it was like, OK, <laughs> I get it. So, Oh, um, OK. So I have really been I have really been asked to do this wrestling podcast. If you are interested in a possible wrestling podcast, tweet me. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm begging for, but I might put myself in a, a ugly situation, but. If y'all down for that, let me know because I need a certain amount of before we even get. I, I knew, I knew you was, and we gonna talk. We gonna talk, Kareem, because you one of the inspirations behind that. So we gonna talk. But um, the draft two weeks away. Um, we still got another two weeks, so we need some more guests, man. man we gonna get them. We gonna get them, bro. Don't worry about that. We gonna get them. I so. think Dane Brugler might. Is that how you pronounce the name? Brugler? Let me get one of these mock draft guys. You know who? You know that, who that we need to get? You know who we need to get? Who's that? Jay Binkley from 610. That's who That's who we need to get. I don't mind him. Yeah. I know. Kareem. Shout out to Kareem. But yeah. yeah shout, um, out, shout out to the day ones, man. Shout out to the day ones. Shout man. out to the day ones. Throw any suggestions y'all have for future guests. Please tweet at us or Kingdom Cast, and in, in, including yourselves, everybody. <laughs> Shout to BG, man. <laughs> so a lot of people want to join the podcast, man. We appreciate y'all. We are not looking for any host right now. Um, we are very well and very stacked with our uh, yo. That is a dream guest, Kareem. Absolutely. We've been manifesting that for a minute. Cause did you see? Did you see the uh, clip of Rasheed Wallace the other day? I think it was last uh-huh. week. He he was coaching up one of his players in high school, and he was talking about how um, what these coaches and these scouts and these gyms are looking for in NBA players now. Like you do all that fancy dribbling and stuff when you a star, but when you're trying to get to the league, when you're trying to keep a job. Oh, the you shooter know, and the uh, the shooter, or what do you say? The shooter, Kobe was a shooter, and then what do you say? He was right though. Yeah. Hefe, who's Dan? I don't know Dan. Who? Let me know. Yeah, because I mean, um, we already had Dan. He already had a Dan special guest not so long ago. So right. So um, um, yeah, Rasheed Wallace is probably literally the biggest Chiefs fan in the world, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> so it would be a dream to get somebody like uh man <laughs> bro it would be that show would be incredible i'm sorry that show would be incredible if we have Rashid on there dog right tell you <laughs> it would it would no it won't be wwe bias we will cover 
That's what Kareem is for to watch AEW. <laughs> Jamal Charles would be a dream, yes, sir. Yeah, he would be. I absolutely want to get this is this is my dream though. I want to get a rookie from last year's draft and really just go through the whole process of preparing for draft day, the combine. Actual draft night, when you got drafted, the party, the flying in the cans. I want to cover that whole spectrum. So um this is is a player that I got in mind, but I I would any of them would be fitting, but <laughs> hey, man. hey man, Boogie be back. He'll be back on Thursday. Right. Shout out to Kylie too. They'll be back on Thursday. The whole crew will be back on Thursday, y'all. So it, yeah, I I do got Josh in mind, DJ. That's that's actually that's one of the guys that I think. Mm-hmm. So, All right, uh, so yes, sir, D man. Oh yeah, D man. Yeah, when, look out for us, man. When we come up with a spot, we will let y'all know. But we do need to come up with a spot where. We can do some uh, meet and and just to shake hands with the you know people and and get more people involved and we are trying to be the most interactive podcast. Like you got you got a lot of options for podcasts. There's a lot of great podcasts out there. Uh, KC Sports Network, uh, RGR, uh, Kingdom Says, Chiefs Concerns, uh, Arrowhead Attic. It's a whole bunch of great guys out there. Um, but we are trying to be, we want to be the most interactive. We are the streets, basically. (laughs) We are, we're real fans come and and chill out, man. And that's what we need. A live draft show. Mm. Might be an option. Who knows? But, uh, so, uh, hey man, We we might have a live show soon. We might have a live show soon. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. So um, we do got a big announcement next week. Hey, all Chief Thug podcast. Yep. Yeah, Shout out to them Thug too. Podcast. Uh, Kylie's yeah. been on there a couple of times, uh, King Mo. So, uh, and shout hey, out to we found a new podcast too. You know, somebody calls us or wants to book us or and vice versa. Like, we all about big, building bridges and not destroying them. So we, we right. have no problem. Talking about the podcast, shout, and I also want to shout out uh, Cole from How About Those Chiefs. Um, he had he's had Kylie on there like a few times, but bruh, you get one us on there too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> yeah, shout, hey, no, shout, shout out to How About Those Chiefs. They they boosted they boosted our audience uh, a lot, man. Yeah, they did. They really did. And we appreciate them, man. Uh, as we're getting close to 700 subscribers, we're at 675 right now. So we need 25 more. Get the word out for us, people. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe, man. Kingdom Cash, bro. Kingdom Cash. Juice. Call me, too. I need to talk to you, Juice. So, yeah. Kylie is the queen. That's 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 the girl right there. So she's working. She's working. Her birthday's coming up. Oh, we got to do something special for Kylie's birthday. Yeah, her birthday is on the first night of the draft, I think. Or yeah. Before one of them. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah, going to be she's going to be vacationing. So um but she's working hard at work so she can get that vacation. So shout out to Kylie, Boogie, 
Um, and there we go. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing. We're taking the stairs. We're not taking hey, the hey, elevator. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, that's enough? No. No, I was doing a Larry <laughs> June because he said organic growth. Oh, okay. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Kingdom Cash. Like, share, subscribe. Come on. Get us to 700, please. We appreciate y'all. Chuck, take us out. That's another one, people. Kingdom Cast, we out. See y'all on Thursday with Arrowhead Tom from Kingdom Says Podcast. Arrowhead Tom. <laughs>